0: This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Visit the podcast page for show notes and links. And remember to like, share, and comment to help me grow. This is Going Ultra, episode 40. Take this! I'm analyzing Ultraman Z, episode 25, which originally aired December 19th. Uh, 2020, the title of the episode is Warriors Shining Beyond. The writer is credited as Koto Fukihara, and the director is Kito, uh, Sorry, Kiyotaki Taguchi. So, uh, I discovered something at the end of this episode that I did not know, and, uh, is quite moving and quite classy, and I gotta say, good job Toei, no, not Toei, <laughs> good job Subaraya, running a classy production, uh... I don't think Ultraman's actually underrated, I just think I've been so ignorant of Ultraman over the years that the more I get to know about it, uh, the company, the organization, the group, uh, the more I appreciate it, and the uh, the better of a group they think I think they are. And for a little bit of context to drag this down into uh, real life, it's the, uh, I think the third ma- episode of Trigger's out already, and uh, there was this recent uh, Sci-Fi Award that Ultraman Z actually uh, was awarded in Japan. Uh, I don't know if it's just TV shows or if it's across all media or what, but Ultraman Z did receive this award and it's a big deal. I guess it's uh, analogous to a Hugo Award? I don't know what Hugos are given for. I thought they were for books, but I could be wrong. Uh, it might just be you know, speculative fiction in general. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, there you go. So, just to add a little timestamp in here to make it a little more uh, relevant in the time. And uh, I'll just spill it now. Uh, I didn't realize, I mean, I knew about it at the time, but it didn't really connect to me because I didn't know anything about the series, that uh, Kotobuki Hara actually had died before the... He had a brain aneurysm, which is terrible, at the age of 37. Uh, he died before the airing of Ultraman Z. Uh, and I kind of double-checked, he wasn't credited for writing all the episodes. I thought, oh, maybe in tribute to him, they credited him with writing all the episodes, uh, but he was you know, gonna be the head writer for Z, and I don't know how, how long he was, how long he had to write before uh, the show was gonna be made, uh, before the show was gonna be you know, directed and, and episodes written and everything, or like all the scripts could have been done. Supposedly there's 100 scripts for uh, Star Wars Underworld which never saw production, there were production tests, but those were written uh, a long time before they even, you know, well, before like The Mandalorian came out, before Disney Plus and all those things, before the sale of Lucasfilm. So like those scripts were in the can, so to speak, or, you know, supposedly. And uh, there might be, anyway. So I don't know if the Ultraman Z production was similar where they had all these episodes written already far uh, before or far ahead of the, you know, actual production of the television show, or I guess the actual production, that's, that's a wrong way to say it, there's many stages to production, I'm sure, uh, some of it is, you know, casting and filming, that's a part of it, but also the writing and the planning for the show matter as well, so I don't know how much Fukihara was, uh, like, it's very possible that, you know, since he's credited with the first and last episode and, like, the penultimate episode, maybe those were all based on his notes, uh, kind of like how, uh, authors will have their work posthumously, uh, finished by, Uh, you know, children or peers, uh, who they know, and uh, anyway, I don't know what the situation was, and, you know, the show was dedicated to him. That was one of the last things on screen before the episode finished airing, and uh, anyway, after I looked at it, I was just, I was kind of moved by that, and I thought it was pretty impressive, so I wanted to talk about it and just say, like, you know, that's great, and it's astonishing that this guy is only a couple years older than me, but he had such a hand in writing a really fantastic, terrific show, not to spoil uh, you know, <laughs> my thoughts on the show. But if you've been along for the ride, you've known all along that I think this is a really excellent show. And I, I thought for a long time, it just keeps getting better and better. And uh, that was true here. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, after that long diversion, get into the actual body of the uh, analysis here. And as I want to do, I am going to start with the negative stuff. And one thing is a nitpick and one thing is kind of serious. So uh, I think I'll do the, the nitpick first and then get on to the more serious thing. So, uh, anyway, my ultra-bad things, I've got two things, uh, the winning hand and New Year's and summer. So at the end of the episode, spoilers, 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 uh, Haruki is going off to be Ultraman Z out in space. And, uh, sorry. Um, It's my culture. What am I going to say? Anyway, so he's going off to be Ultraman Z, but he says that he will come back at New Year's and at summer. And this aired in December, December 19th of 2020, so New Year's was just around the corner. Uh, But it looked bright and sunny outside, so I don't know when this was supposed to be taking place, and they don't show a a date or anything on the calendar. Um, But it could be summer, it could be fall, it could be spring. It's probably not uh, winter, uh, since I believe it does get cold and snow, but I don't know exactly how. They're in the Northern Hemisphere, so it works the same as here in America, right? Maybe? Anyway, so uh, that was just a little nitpick. I couldn't quite tell when... um, you know, New Year's and and, uh, and summer were, or how far away they were from when he was saying goodbye to uh, Yoko and the storage crew. So, like I said, that's a nitpick. I'm reaching for uh, something negative, not because I want to be negative, just because I don't want to be uh, overly positive and, and gush for no good reason. I want to kind of temper everything and have balance here. That's what I'm seeking is balance. So, anyway, my other thing that I had a bit more of a legitimate a problem with even though I liked it overall was the uh the winning hand or, or the really the Haruki winning the arm wrestling match. And I don't the reason I have a problem with it is because I don't understand how it works and how it happened. Uh Haruki was piloting um your boy uh King Joe Storage Custom and he was in the process of ripping the cockpit out of uh Destrudos and uh, saving Yoko from being in there and as a part of that pro- like <laughs> I get the scene so basically I'm complaining about the scene of the arm wrestling because Yoko doesn't seem to know who she is she doesn't seem to know who Haruki is um, it seems like it might kind of be reflecting their initial meeting from when they first were assigned to the same unit or whatever in storage <laughs> when they were first assigned to the same storage unit that's funny that's, that is funny. I'm not going to let go of that. That is funny. Anyway. Um, but anyway, she uh, didn't seem to know who he was. Then they had this interaction. Then the interaction seems to last. And it seems, to, it seems that both of them remember it happening. But I don't really know how it happened. Now, logistically, if he was Ultraman Z and he was in contact with the Strudos, it would make more sense to me. But he wasn't. And I like that he wasn't because of what it builds up to. But... It doesn't really make sense. I'm gonna give it a pass just because of how meaningful it is and how beautiful it is and uh, it's the fact that he you know is finally able to defeat her at arm wrestling that wakes her up to who she really is and what's going on and I think that helps like waking her up to her true self helps uh, to eject um, cerebro or celebro from her mind I believe that's how it works Uh, but I'm not 100% sure because after that happens after that scene happens celebro comes out he like phases out of the cockpit and then haruki rips the cockpit out which leads to an amazing beautiful scene uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway I, I should move on to the cool stuff because well there was so much cool to talk about so we got Bako, Rock, Hebikura and Haruki so Bako showing up Piloting Sevenger, talking about how it's a relic or an antique, and so is he, but they can still get it done, was awesome. I absolutely loved it. I don't know if I've talked about the, uh, I guess it's a Toby Keith song. I heard it quoted on this uh, AM talk show uh, years ago, but it always stuck with me. I may not be as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. And uh, I don't know if that's talking about something adult or if that's just talking about life in general or what it is, but I love the saying. I think it's super cool. Uh, It's kind of something I aspire to even though I'm only uh, 33, creeping up on 34 here. But anyway, I love Bako. Bako is so cool, he's such a neat character. And, uh, you know, Sevenger got thrown into like a museum or became like a, it got decommissioned from use and storage because we had, I, I guess it was when Ultroid Zero popped up, but it was closer to when um, when King Joe was made like a permanent part of the roster, and they figured they could just retire seven years. So anyway, um, but it's cool, you know, Bako the old man shows up, he saves the day, uh, he like brings an act- extra battery pack for, um, for Wyndham, like the guy is just killing it, he's owning it, he is putting himself out there. Um, he's just been such a great character throughout the show but he gets this awesome moment where he shows up and uh, he's in like an orange and white kind of vintagey you know maybe it's supposed to remind you of the uh, the original um, I can't remember what they're called but from the original Ultraman the the team the science patrol the SSSP uh, he kind of has a look like that and he's an old dude so it's like all about the throwback and all about how uh, how great, you know, the elders can be and how great this, this different stuff is. So I just love that. The this old man, like he warned against, uh, King Joe. He would have warned against, uh, Ultroid Zero had he knew, had he known it was being, uh, designed and, and, and worked on and everything. He would have warned against the D4 Cannon, which I'm sure he was part of that. I can't quite remember now, but like the guy's on top of things and, uh, he has a wisdom and anyway, he's just so awesome. And he gets this awesome showcase piloting Sevenger saving the day it was super dope i loved it and uh like his self-deprecating humor is his boss too uh love the guy billy rock uh seemingly <laughs> sacrificed himself uh but he didn't really but it looked like it and it was effective when he did because he's like this he's like this kind of evil sword who just wants to do stuff that's interesting to him which is you know defeating or killing or destroying like more and more interesting uh opponents or whatever and uh I loved that he seemed like he was giving up himself to destroy the D four cannon. Um, yeah, it was super cool. And then the smart ass comes back at the end of the episode, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to join you because I think if I'll stick with you, if I stick with you, I'll be able to cut more interesting stuff." And uh, I just, I kind of like that. Something good about that. Uh, Hibikura was awesome. Uh, I loved how uh, he, you know, calls himself a suspicious alien, uh, kind of throwing it back in uh, Gaff Lady's face. Uh, I love that he he kind of forces her to draw on him. He doesn't for he doesn't really force it to. She did the wrong thing, drawing on him and shooting. But like he could take it. He just <laughs> transformed and used his sword to deflect it. Then he knocks all of the of her team out and then like grabs her. He catches her and it's not creepy. It's not gross. It's not predatory. It's not you know me too. Um, but he grabs her and he like whispers something to her. He doesn't whisper. He says it quietly to her after he's caught her uh, back in his human form. Something like, uh, with showing some attitude. He's like, hey, sorry lady, I lied about not being armed. And, uh, that was cool. And then, again, he, he, you know, leads the attack, he pilots, uh, he's piloting Wyndham. Um, and then, like, there's all this complicated stuff about how he was trying to let, (laughs) it's weird, he was trying to keep Celebro and, uh, Gaff or, you know, the humans involved in storage, like, going at this game, maybe because, like, it's a natural thing, like, the the negative arc of of Ultroid Zero popping up in Slibro's you know, Extinction Game, maybe he kept that all going so that like a nat, so that it can, as people mature, they go through their awkward teenage teenage phase. I was a real uh, jerk to a lot of people, especially uh, my stepmom and my grandfather. Um, You know, and I can never make up for, for what I did to them or how I was unkind to them now. Uh, You know, you know what's done is done all I can do is be better and you know Try to teach my kids to be better than I was and uh, I was kind of disappointed that nobody told me like hey Don't be a jerk, Uh, you know appreciate these people while you can Um, but anyway uh, but like maybe Being you know like a higher being than a human uh, Hibikura was like or you know juggler really like wanted to monitor this thing and make sure things didn't get too out of hand and like let humanity go through this process of Dealing with Celebro and the threat that he offered and the uh like the manipulation of fear that he had with his extinction gang so that they can be hardened and like safe from being manipulated by that same thing or, or, or those you know, this generation won't fall folly to the same thing again, hopefully. Maybe that's what he was angling for. I don't even know if that's what he was angling for, but that's what it kinda seems like, and he was really cool and had the actor has so much flair and style and charm and charisma that uh I loved watching him do it and it was I don't know, it was just super quiet. Cool. He rocked, he absolutely rocked. <laughs> uh, and then the fact that he was like setting up storage to take over the base, uh, that Gaff had taken over, also that he could lure basically, uh, um, Ultroid Zero and Celebroid back or really us and uh, Celebro back uh, for the end game fight here. That's super cool. I, I love that, super clever. It doesn't feel too much like he knows too much it feels perfect it feels like it very much matches his character and all the crazy you know 40 chess type stuff he's been doing i guess throughout the series or and maybe beyond you know before the series started even who knows anyway uh next thing i really liked haruki haruki was so cool um i guess yeah like he was willing to die uh to transform like he was willing to die trying to save mankind he was willing to die to try to save um uh, Yoko, before getting her out of the cockpit, then when she flies out of the cockpit, he just jumps out of, of of King Joe and, you know, he knows he's gonna be able to transform and save her like that, or he's, he knows that he can transform at least one more time, but it might kill him and he's willing to, to face that and uh, It's just awesome. The guy is super dope. I love Uh, I don't know if they added those little scenes in the beginning where like Z and he are talking and like kind of the Z world in between or whatever, but learning that his name, the Chinese characters of it, basically mean like Shining Beyond, and Z's like, hey, that's what Ultramen are supposed to do, and they mention like, oh, are we fated to be together? It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's sweet. Uh, That's what I want out of my tokusatsu, Um, for it to be, you know, a little opaque (laughs) and a little blunt, but to have such heart and mean it and... I loved it it meant so much to me and the whole like the whole sequence where he goes and he saves uh, you know Yoko and they link up to each other and he's like hey I'm Ultraman I'm gonna transform you know I need that coin that you have um, or the the ultra metal you know and like you know come here honey let's uh, you know stick that thing in here and we're gonna transform and save the world Uh, I absolutely loved that it was super cool Um, again Like, it's while he's falling potentially to his death, and she is too, but both of them have, you know, the clarity and the presence of mind and the courage of it and everything, partly because it's Tobisatsu, to go ahead and transform, but then, like, you know, Z pops out and he's, you know, once again, chant mine. it. Like, it made all the hokiness of the gimmick of the transformation device and the the jingle and everything of yelling Ultraman Z like, it made it all so beautiful and so meaningful, and the majority of it was, like, an in transformation like Common Writer typically does. Does most, does Modern Sentai do it anymore after Go Busters? I don't remember. And I've been watching Super Sentai for a while so I'm not sure, but anyway, it just, it's, it's good and beautiful and meaningful, and it was so cool and, like, I love how heroic the guy is and how he was willing to put his life on the line and, uh, and that he didn't have to, too. <laughs> I love that. I love that there's a happy ending for the guy. Um, Okay, so now going into the good, that was the cool stuff, the good stuff, I'll try to be real quick. I love the defiant gaff soldier who doesn't want to shoot Hebikura uh, and the other um, storage people who are basically unarmed and, and not attacking, not causing a threat. They want to have a conversation or whatever. Uh, regardless of the fact that Hebikura was in fact armed, uh, you can't fire an unarmed civilians like that. Uh, that's wrong. I love that the guy, you know, stood up to the lady and then, well, you know what happened. And then, you know, Juggler's Gambit where he assumed that he'd be able to transform quickly enough and defend himself and the others from the gunfire of Gath if they so chose to escalate the situation. Again, it's really beautiful. It's really cool. I love it. So good. Uh, like, so moral and the fact that he pulled back and, like, he didn't provoke them to do it, but he was ready for if they stepped up that he could pull out his weapon and uh, use it to neutralize the threat and to do it without killing, too. was beautiful Uh, and then oh, I guess I already talked about the fact that Haruki's naming shiny beyond whoops sorry Uh, but I love that it's it's really beautiful it's really poignant uh, for the series as a whole and it's uh, just good stuff Um, what was deep I don't know the fact that uh, as storage like the people the storage crew are the last ones left to defend earth against strudos and despite all the failings of humanity uh, a lot of the time when people's back Uh, when people's back or I guess when a people's back is up against the wall they come through and the best of them shines forth and uh, they're able to 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 do good and to be good and to be you know righteous and courageous and heroic and uh, that's what all these storage people did even the ground crew like they they were a target, and you know, Hebeker told them to flee if they wanted to, but all of them stuck by, and all of them continued to put themselves in danger, uh, and they all chanted for Z and Haruki to get up and to keep fighting and stuff, and just, it's just, it's so beautiful. It's, it's about showing the nobility of the human spirit. Um, I think that's what a lot of Ultraman is about, or that's something that comes through in a lot of Ultraman, and it sure came through here, and like I said, I just loved it and it was beautiful. Uh, I got a couple questions. They're kind of weak because I'm not, like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the series anymore. Uh, it's just good. So real quick, will Earth be safe now that Ultraman Z is leaving? Uh, you know, and he'll come back, but still, will they be safe? Uh, will storage be enough to handle any problems? And his Juggler a hero? I kind of touched on all those. I'd like to hear more your opinions on those. I kind of answered all those through uh, through this analysis as well. I feel kind of like with the weapons they have now, Wyndham, King Joe, And, uh, of course, the classic uh, Sevenger, humanity will be safe, the Earth will be safe, the Earth of Ultraman Z will be safe from any attacks, uh, because people have the weapons, and they have the discipline to use the weapons uh, righteously and justly, and to not uh, basically destroy themselves through their ignorance and fear. And, uh, And that's all good. That's all great, it's all wonderful. And, I mean, honestly, I know I keep saying it's beautiful and it's good and it's right and uh, I'm not sure what to say like that's part of what I come to Tokusatsu for that's part of why I love Tokusatsu Um, and uh, you know you can have your dark and gritty stuff too if you want but I don't really want that (laughs) and it's not what I'm into Um, so anyway uh, that's it I I, I really got to go I'm out of time so I will just wrap this up real quick and uh, let you get out of here but I would love to hear you answer those questions so I rank it a four out of five really like a 4.5 out of five and I'm not giving it a five out of five because you know nothing's perfect but this is really close to it so I'm gonna update that 4.5 out of 5. Uh, so, thank you for your time and attention. I hope you enjoyed this. Check out my growing collections of analysis, art, and fiction. You can also visit mjmunoz.com slash support to check out my latest designs and more. I welcome critique to improve my craft, so don't hold back any comments you have for me. I leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ, signing out.